Okay, well, we've got a fucking pair this week, don't we? <laughs> Things are happening. Things are happening. Things are happening. Holy shit. Uh, I have plans today, so we should probably, like, not do too much bullshit, considering I already did, like, 20 minutes of bullshit before even hitting record. Uh, so, this isn't a washout, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Cinna. And I'm your co-host, Sam. And let's hop right into it with a warning, actually. I'm gonna go ahead and give, like, the warning up front, just so I don't have to, like, record it in post. Um, I... Both of these episodes include what I would equate to, like, high school bullying, but, like, worse. And I feel the need to include it because I was just, frankly, like, kind of shocked when I saw it because it just kind of gets really dark. Um, It's going to be towards the end of the first episode, and I'll include timestamps in the description uh, just so you can avoid it if, like, you want to. But it's like, okay, Kubo, you sure did that. (laughs) But let's hop into it with episode 162. Xyloporo laughs. The net trapping Renji is complete. Which I think is a really bad episode title, because I don't really think it reflects anything that happens in this episode except Xyloporo laughing once. <laughs> well, no, it's like, it is kind of descriptive of the half of the episode that doesn't matter. I just don't, I don't care about the Reggie half of this episode, like, at all. Like, it's there, and it's fine, but I just don't give a shit about it. Like, there's some stuff I like in that, but, like, you're right, I also don't care about it as much. Um, that being said, we start with Ichigo going Bankai mode as he and Okiora begin to fight. Uh, he then holofies and launches, like, a huge fucking blast at Oki, and the two are just breaking shit everywhere, and it looks sick as fuck. <laughs> it looks, honestly, it looks so much better than the entire rest of this episode put together. Like, it's just so, it's really good stuff. There's a, there's a shot of Olkiora, like, getting blasted back, and then he, like, la- he flips around, lands on a pillar, and when he jumps off, that pillar just, like, crumples yeah. But you can see the impact that his feet make and it like crumples radially from there. Like it it looks really fucking cool. I really like it's it's very much like a standard shonen thing, but like I really like it when uh like through the initial blast, Okiora like raises up one arm and like blocks Ichigo's guts Katensho with like one hand. Uh and like you can see the force that Gutsu Katensho has because like Okiwara's feet are, like, pressing into the ground and, like, cracking it under him. And, like, it looks really fucking good. I would actually go so far as to say this might be the best animation we've had in this show so far. Mm, wouldn't go that like, far. I, I don't know, because we've t- we've covered, like, 160 episodes, so I could absolutely be forgetting something. But this is definitely, like, one of the highs the animation has had through this show. Yeah, it's definitely some cool stuff. For sure. Okiwara wonders about Ichigo's hollow form as he flies through a wall before needing to use both hands this time to block another massive Getsuka Tensho. Uh, Ichigo's mask shatters as smoke clouds the room, and Nell cries out for him, jumping towards him and headbutting him whilst crying about how she thought he was going to die. She says he used such extreme power that he's going to wreck his body, and he, like, kind of, like, gives a smile and apologizes for making her worry and, like, puts a hand on her head. But then she snots all over him, and he's like, gross! I think we might have slightly different subs here, because my subs say the the reason that she's worried is that his body is wrecked, and then he does, he uses so much force, so he's gonna, like, kill himself. Yeah, no, I, I think I might have just, like, misread, because I was, like, uh, not in the greatest space last night but like that yes i think that's exactly what what she says so that's on me for uh misreading (laughs) but um he does apologize for making her worry she snots on him and he's like gross before she sucks it all back up which is also very gross ichigo's about to move on but then the smoke clears and okiora stands basically just fine (laughs) 
He's, he's like, like, bro, why are you celebrating chip damage? Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly that. Okiora is like a little scratched up, and he's like, wow, I'm impressed. I had to use two hands to stop your raw power. And he then asks if that was Ichigo's best. Ichigo's shocked expression tells him basically all he needs to know. As Okiora points a single finger and unleashes another powerful Saro, and it just like breaks through the wall and goes out into the desert of Los Noches. Um, I I do want to say I had to rewind this part like twice to be able to tell what exactly was happening because like it looks like the Saro is about to hit Ichigo and it's really hard to tell if it actually hits him or if Ichigo breaks through the wall of his own volition and then starts running. I do think it hits him, though. Uh, based on the state that Ichigo is in and what Okura says next, it's a little bit of a column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah, that it seems like that. It, it's like it cuts like as it's about to hit him, so you can't really see what happens. But like the context clues afterwards definitely, definitely give that off for sure. Um, so he's running through the desert carrying an unconscious Nell, but Oki catches up really easily and then just sends him flying into another pillar-shaped building. Oki comments on the timing of Ichigo pulling out the mask and tells him to give up, since he knows Ichigo can't use it again. Well, just specifically, the thing he says here is he's like, you managed to pull up that mask thing again, like, in the split second before my Saro hit you, which, you know, congrats, good job. But then it immediately broke, so I don't think you can do that again. Yeah, it's it's good shit. I, I like this. I, I was actually fucking hype about this <laughs> whole thing so far. Though his body is a mess, and he is exhausted, he's like breathing so fucking heavy here, Ichigo holds his zanpakuto to Okiora's chest. Ichigo asks, who's going to give up? You're the leader of the Espada, aren't you? That means if I defeat you, the battle's pretty much already won. And Okiora's just like, bruh. <laughs> That's, oof, buddy. And he pulls the sword away. To reveal a four tattooed on his chest. Quattro Espada. Okiora Shifar. Cypher? I, I don't fucking know. I don't know. It, it, the, the subs are weird. I don't know how I'm supposed to pronounce this. Is it Shifar? Shifar? I don't know. I think it's Shifar. But also, the important part here is Okiora goes, Bruh, you can't even beat this regional. How are you going to fight at nationals? Like <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, he literally here says, Of the Espada, my strength ranks fourth. And then he stabs Ichigo in the chest with his bare hands, and he tells Ichigo, You won't defeat me, and even if you do, there are three Espada more powerful than me. You can try a thousand times. And then he removes his hand, and Ichigo falls. You will not be victorious. It seems that I overestimated you. Your development didn't meet my expectations. If you can still move, leave this place immediately. If you can't move, then die here. Your path ends here, Soul Reaper. And at this point, I'm just like, bruh. <laughs> it's so raw. Like, I love, because I love this bit, because this, like, Okura's whole thing is as like he's gonna like understand a thing, he's gonna draw some conclusions, and then he's like, if I don't have to do a thing, I'm not gonna do it because it's useless. So in this case, he's like, I could, I could like make sure to kill Ichigo, but it obviously he's gonna give up. He can he barely hurt me like at his maximum. Now he's completely fucked over. And even if he did somehow take me out, there's three more. Nah, he's gonna give up here. So yeah, no, like it's. I know last week we were both like, damn, Olkior is fucking boring. And to be fair, I still don't think there's that much interesting about his character yet. But this made me way hotter on Olkiora, like, as a villain. Just because it's like, he literally, like, beats the shit out of Ichigo and then just lays into him with the most, like, egregious, just like, bruh, you fucking suck. Just die. <laughs> like, it's good shit. I was really into this. Also, like, the reveal of the four is, like, 
it's it's good shit. It's just really good. Yeah, it's it's like a it's just a really effective like oh right. He's not necessarily the boss here. Yeah, like I I think it, what makes it so effective is because this is one of those times where rather than uh doing the thing that Kubo does primarily for like Rukia where he like tells us how powerful somebody is, he shows us how powerful Ohiora is and then goes, "Hey, I'm only the fourth most powerful person here. <laughs> like there are people that are way stronger than me, buddy. So, have fun with that. <laughs> it's good shit. Very much into it. Uh, Okiora walks away, and then dark energy flows out of Ichigo, and Zangetsu reverts to Shikai, which is really subtle. Like, it... Initially, like, I barely even noticed, but then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's back in Shikai. Like, he's out of Bankai now. Yeah, and he's he's not wearing his... uh. Well, it's, it's the exact opposite of what usually... Because when he does Bankai, that same black energy, like, swirls around him and then turns his outfit into his Bankai outfit. So now it's just, okay, well, the, the the swirling leaves him and leaves him in, like, his normal outfit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's good. What I also think is good is that in Orihime's cell, that same energy just, like, flows past her like a gust of wind. Which, I thought that part was cool. I liked that. I don't like the rest of the Orihime stuff this episode, uh, but she just kind of goes Kurosaki uh, to nobody. Like, she says this out loud, and then she thinks about Rukia also being dead, and she's like, no, it's a lie. Uh, and she completely forgets about Chad, of course. Uh, but the door opens a crack, and a voice says, the princess is by herself, before two Arankar girls tell her they want to play. I can't believe she fucking forgot about Chad. It's it's funny because she thinks about him in the next episode. I know! <laughs> and then in this episode, she's like, Damn. Ichigo and Kurt, Ichigo and Rukia, my two fallen friends. The only people that are important. <laughs> it's like... I, I I want to imagine that if Renji and Chad had both died here, uh, as well as Uryu, I, I really want to think she'd just be like, damn, Rukia and Kurosaki? Oh, <laughs> and then, like, not them. <laughs> like, god, it's like, I know she got, like, somewhat close to Rukia in the past arcs, but it's like, why don't you care about Chad? Where's Chad? <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Meanwhile, in the Renji fight, Zyle is just calling Renji amusing and repeating the whole bit about not being able to hurt an Espada with just a Shikai. Uh, Renji ain't having it, though, and manages to at least draw a little blood. But then Zyle predicts his next attack and easily dodges. What he doesn't predict, however, is the most predictable thing of a second attack from behind, <laughs> which surprises him. Although he still manages to dodge. I do like the animation bit here. Um, like, it's not, like, the best animation, but I do like that there is enough time for you to see Zyle's face, like, change in surprise as he realizes there's another attack coming from behind him. Um, yeah. But it's still quick enough that, like, it doesn't feel like it loses motion, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I did like that. I thought that was good. Yeah, he's bas he's basically like I can protect everything you do, ha 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 ha, and then it's like, oh wait, an attack happened, and I have to actually like react to it. Yeah, and he like he jumps forward and dodges it, and when he's like, ha, it was easy getting you to move after all, because this whole time, Zyle has been like dodging or blocking his attacks and basically staying in the same area, uh, but like no, this one made him move like pretty far forward. Uh, Renji tells Zyle he doesn't care about his predictions and data, and then sends Zabimaru ricocheting around the room to ensnare Zyle, but, like, Zyle just fucking, like, teleports out, and is like, damn, you're fucking incompetent, bro. <laughs> and he goes over some data, like, Renji's frame data, and is like, yeah, no, like, you were pretty minus on that, like, I, I read the wiki, like, I'm sorry, buddy, like, that's not gonna work on me. 
And he's like, you, you're kind of bad at this, aren't you? Yeah, like, you is all you do in training just practicing combos? Like, is that all you do? Renji keeps attacking, Zyle keeps dodging, and eventually Zyle breaks off one of Zabimaru's teeth with his foot, saying it's not a trump card if you use it more than once. Uh, I do like him breaking off Zabimaru, like one of Zabimaru's teeth with his foot, because he just basically stomps on it and it snaps off and then he catches it in midair, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's like, he dodges the attack by slightly raising his leg, and then he just stomps down directly on one of the tooth, and just like, oh... And it's good shit. Uh, I like it. Uh, he tosses the sword tooth to his subordinates who like fight over it like children uh, before telling Renji, okay, I'm fucking bored, bro. Like, this is, mm, you're not good enough for me. Like, this is, this is boring. Uh, he then says there's nothing special about Zabimaru. It's a power type. The way it transforms is very simple. And then goes so far as to say, I'm very aware this is rude. But there's just nothing interesting about it anymore. <laughs> Which just really fucking bums Renji out. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, man, sorry to say, but like, I don't want to fight you anymore. Like, you're boring now. It's it's pretty good. I, I like it. I like that Renji's just kind of fucking mega bummed. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, Zyle pulls a button out from his collar, and I do not know where he was keeping this button, because, like, his suit is, like, the tightest suit <laughs> out of all the Espada. Well, he just said it. It's his collar. I guess so. Just had it tucked away there. I guess so, but it... it anime. Anime. Uh, he presses the button, and a ton of lesser Iran cars show up. And he tells us finally that Espada are given a Roncar ranked Undecimo, 11th, and lower as subordinates called Fraction. Uh, so anytime we've said, like, subordinates or, like, we had an Espada with, like, you know, a partner of some sort, these are Fraction. They're all given these. And these guys are very wiggly. These guys They're are all... so wiggly and weird. <laughs> Most of them are giant and all of them are wiggly. This is true. They're very wiggly. That's the most important part. Uh, so that's what these guys are. Uh, he calls them his Octava Fraction. Uh, and he says that they are unique and that these ones are hollows. He modified and had Aizen turn into a Roncar. He says Renji is no longer worthy enough to fight directly. And then one of the Fraction attacks, slamming Renji to the ground. Uh, he This one is a grappler, <laughs> like a big body grappler. Um, he then uh, grabs him and does it again. And Zyle tells the others not to interfere, and that he wants the epilogue to be interesting. Meanwhile, the mean lesbian Aronkar couple stares at Orihime, and she awkwardly is like, uh... As they, like, walk around her room and are like, wow, this really is nice. Before just, like, claiming her couch? And saying Aizen and everyone else are just infatuated with her. Five people came to save her, after all. And then we cut to Rukia getting stabbed, Chad getting stabbed, Uryu fighting, Renji fighting, and then Ichigo getting stabbed. And Orihime's eyes grow serious with concern, and she begins to speak before her head falls. The mean lesbians at this point lay into her, asking if she thinks she's really all that, and she nervously just says no. Uh, the black-haired lesbian like puts her up against the wall and is like, I'll give you some good advice before grabbing her by the hair and throwing her to the ground. And it was at this point, I was like, um, this might be a bit much. And then it goes further, uh, because she says, don't get cocky, you skank. Don't stay at Aizen's side, before putting a foot on Orihime's head and agreeing with the other lesbian to beat her up, saying they'll stop when she starts crying, and the scene fades to black. I hate this. I fucking hate this. It's so fucking weird to have this, like, intense schoolgirl bullying scene when you're like... Like, I get it. Like, this can happen in schools. Like, I, I like sometimes the uh, bullying is, like, really fucking bad. But, like, why do you have this in Bleach? Like, Orihime is already a prisoner. She's already a prisoner who's, like, uh, like said to people that she's going to devote herself to Aizen or whatever. And it's like... Why would- why are you- you can bring in people who, like, hate her and who will, like, attack her or whatever, but, like, why do it in this specific, like, 
bullying manner. It's, it's really fucked up. It's it's really fucked up, and I think what really makes it, like, really bad to me is, like, it's not only just, like, high school bullying, it's the fact that it's two women coming in to bully Orihime, calling her a skank, and then, like, straight up being like, we're gonna beat you up until you start crying, and, like, having it, like, very, very, very easily read as, like, two lesbians basically because like the i i feel like these characters are very like clearly designed as lesbians even if it's never going to be explicitly stated i can't say for sure whether that was kubo's intent because like honestly i don't know i have no way of knowing i'm going to push a little bit back on that because i think these characters are far more the two delinquent girls who are bullying the popular freshmen that's that's fair that's fair the bullying that they are doing and the way that they are acting during the bullying is a, like, it's a specific bullying archetype that comes up in a lot of anime and manga that are set, that are settled around, like, a new girl being really popular in school. Yeah. And they're, like, you know, they're fitting neatly into those molds. It's just, it's really weird and fucked up to bring those molds to Bleach in this scenario. Like, it wouldn't be good... But I would at least understand if it was this exact, like, this scene with nothing else changed except it was happening at school. Yeah. Like, actual school bullies bullying Orihime, and then, like, Tatsuki shows up or something. Like, that would make more sense. But this is, like, these characters, I guess, I guess you could say that these people died and then they're, like, they were such big bullies in life that when they became hollows, they were still bullies. And then they turned into Iron Car. Like, I don't know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but why the fuck they're acting like this? Yeah, it. I I think the reason I so easily read them as lesbians is because is because one of them is designed to look very femme, and the other is designed in a way that could be easily read as butch. And being a queer person, like that's just how my brain reads it. I definitely don't think it was the intent, but like that's how my brain reads it. I see these two characters, and I go, they're lesbians. Um. That being said, um, I think what makes it worse for me in terms of the bullying is that it's rooted in jealousy towards Aizen with the mean girl, like, shtick going on. Like, because, like, it it really seems like the reason they are bullying Orihime is because not only did people come to save her, but that Aizen seems to really like her, and they are jealous of that. Yeah, because they don't get to talk directly to Aizen. Yes. But Orihime does. So clearly there's, like, favoritism there. And they're jealous of that, and that's why they're bullying her. But it's like, why? <laughs> it, it's it's literally just to see the girls fight. And, like, it's, it's not good. There's no... I don't really think there's, like, any real redeeming factors of this section of the episode. I think it is just, like, bad. Like, straight up. Um, I don't, I don't think we need to, like, really go too much further into it. Like, I think that was, like, the discussion that needed to be had. Uh, I'm glad we got the thoughts out. Uh, there is more of this, like, in the next episode, but, like, we'll get to that when we get to the episode. Um, meanwhile, we, like, cut back to Renji stabbing the Fraction's hand, who starts screaming in pain. Uh, Zal's like, wow, you've been doing pretty well. Like, you've lasted longer than I thought you will, so, you know, I'll edit your numbers so they're, like, better. We have no idea what this means because he doesn't do anything, like, visibly, really. But the Fraction is just, like, freaking the fuck out. And Zal's like, hmm, well, this is unfortunate because it's kind of hard to stop him when he gets like this. And, like, I had wanted to collect your body in its entirety, Renji, but, you know, with this, what can I do? Yeah, I think he's just saying, like, oh, I didn't know that move linked into that one. Sure, I'll update the wiki. Sweet. <laughs> that that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what he's getting at, basically. Uh, God, <laughs> seeing Zyle as, like, a fighting game wiki enthusiast is so fucking funny. He's a modern dust loop. <laughs> God. Uh, suddenly, though, a blue arrow pierces the Fraction, and both Renji and Zyle are like, uh, what? And Uryu's voice calls out, saying, It's unfortunate the building isn't made of seki-seki, since he could feel the spiritual pressure from at least three buildings away. 
Uh, and then we cut to him and he's like grinning and he says, Renji's looking pretty rough. And the episode just ends there. <laughs> it's a re- I love the shot because like the to be continued is the Quincy Cross shows up on screen to be the to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> it's so- and uh, Udi was just standing there triumphantly in like the wall that he just busted it in. And it's like, yo, bitch, I'm here to save you. With like the dorkiest grin. <laughs> It's, it's like, the weirdest tonal whiplash, but it's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, you go from the bullying scene to this, and it's just like, oh man, it's Udu here with his dorky grin, ain't he a stinker? <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Sure, Bleach. What were the manga and post-credits bits this time, Sam? So the post-credits bit this time is Ukitake is trimming his bonsai, and he's like, ah, that was a, a work day well done, time to go for some tea. And honestly, given how prone he is to, like, fucking collapsing at the as soon as anything happens, I'm glad for him. He's probably been meaning to do this gardening for weeks. <laughs> but as soon as he steps away, he's pinned to a tree by a bunch of kunai, God. and then Kione's there with a camera, while Soifan apologizes, because he's just like, Listen, we're fucking doing this. We're doing this, like, cheesecake calendar. And she cuts off his shirt so the vice captain can take a bunch of pictures. And each time she clicks the shutter, she's like, sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then the scene ends on Soifon asking, like, oh, should I cut off his pants too? Like, (laughs) I enjoyed this bit. It was fun. God, I love Soifon just being like, well, the other... The others might get intimidated by the captains, but I am also a captain. (laughs) Sometimes, like, the paparazzi bit, good. And by sometimes, I mean, so far, it's been pretty consistently good. (laughs) Yeah, oh, and they also update the, like, they show us the roster list again, and then they they put a big X on Ukitake. Success. (laughs) Thank God. I hope this bit just keeps going till the end of the season. Oh, same <laughs> I here. Hope it, I hope it's always this bit. I I I love it. I'm so here for it. <laughs> uh, so the manga changes. One of the like interesting changes. You know how at the start, or I guess like the first third, we've got that bit where Ichigo like his bankai dissipates and then it like goes up into the air and then we see it flowing around Arihime. In that bit, instead in the manga, it does a little bit of similar because we see the energy of the Bankai, like, we see it explicitly leave his sword and, like, leave his sword in its Shikai form. Mm. And then it goes up into the air. And then it's the title page for the for the chapter. and it But instead it looks like this encroaching darkness over Orihime that she, like, feels. She, like, feels the bad vibes. Ooh, that's good. And it looks fucking sick. That's really good. I, I like that a lot. The other big change is that the... So, the bullying is weird, because they, there's no, like, actual... There's almost no, like, actual schoolgirl bullying in the manga. What the fuck? Okay. Like, there is, and it's implied that there is, but, like... So here we... There's a... You see the like, horror movie, Arihime, come out to play, like, bit. And then uh-huh. it cuts to, it cuts to Renji, like, fighting a little bit. But then when it comes back to them, it's just straight up, like, Orihime is getting thrown around the room and she's being beat up, but, like, in a way that, like, a prisoner is brutalized as opposed to, like, a schoolgirl is being bullied, specifically. That's really interesting. Just because it's, like... It's such a stark difference in tone. Um, and, like, I, I think this is dark, too. Like, very, very dark. But, like, it's such a dark change in tone that it's, like, I almost wonder if the anime team was, like, trying to censor it in their own way, but instead just changed the tone completely into something that was worse in its own regard, like, worse in regards to the characters who are, like, inflicting the violence. Yeah. Like, they they were like, hey, actually, maybe we can't show her, like, we can show her being tossed around the room, but not like like this. We can't show her, like, ragdolling across the fucking area, slamming into a, a 
a table or something. So instead, we're gonna switch it to schoolgirl bullying, and it also, you know, it allows them to stretch things out and be more, you know, it, it lets them turn, like, a two-page scene into, like, a four-minute clip or whatever. Yeah, it, it it's just, like, interesting in that it, like, kind of recontextualizes the whole thing into something, like, completely, totally different. Yeah, it's a completely different vibe. Yeah, like, I, I do think I like the uh, manga version better, for sure, uh, but, like, that is super interesting. Yeah, uh, aside from that, there's, like, there's a couple of little changes, like, um, the they don't do the snot bit with Nell, and most of the Renji fight isn't there. Uh, like, you, there's a little bit of it, but then there's, like, extended, uh, like, he doesn't do, like, the weird, the, like, trap with a sword, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, we do still get the, like, breaking off of uh, Zapimaru's fang, but we don't see it being, like, given to the weird Tweedledum guys in the background so they can fight over it. Gotcha. Um, and also, like, when, like, the whole fight with the big guy isn't there. Like, the big guy shows up and is, imme- like, before he starts attacking, he is immediately shot through the sides by Uryu. Mm. Uh, which, I really love Uryu's entrance in here, because he looks... This is a thing, this is a big difference in the manga and the anime, just in general, but their models are way more beat up in the manga. That which doesn't I under- surprise me. Yeah, like, I understand it's, like, a ton of extra work, just, like, do all the, the like, frayed... Um, the frayed fabrics, the the blood, all that. But the fact that he looks beat to shit, and then he's like, "What happened, Renji? Looks like someone beat you up." It it makes that moment <laughs> land so much more for me because <laughs> he he's also showing up like beat to shit, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, what's wrong?" <laughs> Whoa, like looks like you got beat up, dude. Oh God, why am I doing my Sonic? F- oh no, <laughs> and like. Aside from that, there's, like, the time... You know how, at the... Uh, during last episode, there was a big bit where I went on about how, like, the way... The places where they end the chapters is yes. so much better than where they end the animes. And, like, obviously, the anime is adapting several chapters of manga per episode, and at the same time, they're trying to fill... Like, add in a bunch of filler and extended shots so during the fights where they can, so they can, like, you know, milk the process as much as possible and not catch up to the anime and have to take breaks. Yeah. Um, but, like, the so the your ch- episode goes over two and a half chapters, and the two chapter ends are Ichigo blasts Okiura away with his uh, Getsuga Tencho. Mm-hmm. Like, and, we, like, we don't, we just see, like, the mask breaking, basically, and, that like, that's it. That's where the, that's where the episode ends. Ooh. And Ichigo falling down from getting stabbed in the heart. Before Okira says, leave if you can, stay here and die, regardless, your quest is over. Like, he gives that speech at the start of the next chapter. See, like, those are two moments that I think, like, work really well as, like, okay, well, you're gonna come back next week to read this. Exactly. Um, So just, like, reading these bits, reading the parts of the manga during the, the Rukia fight is, like, hugely different. And then reading it here is also, like... The the vibe every time there's, like, the end of a chapter is just so completely different from the anime. And I try not to be a person that's like, Well, the manga is so much better than the anime. <laughs> Push-up glasses, like. But in a lot of these, like, especially lately, it definitely feels like, Alright, anime, you're, like, coasting a bit. like <laughs> Yeah, like... Obviously, I have mainly been watching the anime. I, I, I feel bad because I told you I was gonna read those chapters uh, last week that you sent me, and I was like, I'm gonna do this. I literally had Viz open on my phone on the first of those chapters. I was like, I'm gonna read this when I go to bed, and then I fucking forgot. Um, <laughs> but like, I really should be reading the manga just because, like, not only will it give me more of an impression of like everything you're talking about and you do a great job like showing me these manga pages but it's like it really does seem like we're falling into that shonen trap of because they are trying to pad out so much time and because there is like 
filler and not only that they just have to like make these chapters last longer the the anime is just like the quality has gone down overall and it's like very interesting to see but also god i could be reading the manga and having like a much better time with all of this (laughs) the chapters also take like you know two or three minutes each to read (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that might be the biggest advantage, though, because if you're having a blast, you're just like, oh, yeah, this is going great. And then you go into the next chapter. If you're not ha- if you're not enjoying it, you're like, well, I'm d- all right, I'm done. This, yeah, no, because like no time, because <laughs> that's like what happened when I initially got into Bleach, like when I was younger, was I got to a fight that's like a little bit of ways away. I think it's like in a season or two. And then I was like, okay, this is taking fucking forever because, like, this fight has been going on for, like, six episodes. And I just want to see it end, and I want to see, like, where Bleach goes from here. So I switched to the manga, and I was caught up within, like, three days. (laughs) And I had, like, 200 episodes or some shit left to watch. Not 200. I had, like, at least 150 episodes left to watch. Uh, of the anime but like no i ended up catching up with the manga in like three days and i was like oh okay well this is bleach Mm. but yeah no like it's very interesting to see um i think that's good for this episode though let's cut to break yeah let's cut to break Let's get right back into it with episode 163, Shinigami and Quincy, The Battle with Madness. Now this one, I don't particularly know what's actually referred to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not 100% on this one. <laughs> uh, so we start the episode with Orihime running away, and then she gets blasted back by an explosion from one of the Hollow Girls saying, Oops, you're running towards the door, so I just wanted to open it for you. What, you wanna say something? And Orihime is just like, if you want to fuck around, just leave. Please. Like, just go. And this makes the whole, the Hollow Girls basically go on, like, you know, my partner, her laser beams haven't been working right, so if you aren't careful, it might hit you. Oh, and I'm like, I, the high school bullying was weird enough, but now that it's full on, like, weird police procedural, like, interrogation, like, What the fuck is happening? It is the weirdest tonal thing that could have happened here, and I'm I'm not into it. Not into it at all. Nightmare show. I hate this. Yeah, so Orihime just responds with like I survive in his desires. I don't I don't know what you want from me. Like (laughs) Uh, but this combined with the look in her eyes just like royally pisses off the iron car and she just stops starts like slapping Orihime around. Uh, her partner starts to have second thoughts, and then the wall blows open, because they had previously blown up the door. And Grim Zhao shows up. Uh, he walks in and knocks Loli away, and I, then he- I do love that because they blew up and opened the door, Grim Zhao's just like, I have to make a dramatic entrance, but they blew up the door, so I can't, like, <laughs> blow that open, so I have to just blow through a wall. Yeah, it's like, where did you come from? I came in through the wall because the door was broken. But then it, it like, zooms out and you just see you have the hole where the wall was, the, the hole where the door was, and then two feet to the left you have the hole where the wall was. It's so fucking funny. Like, I, I want to imagine he was out there, like, on his way, and then he saw the door blow open, and he's like, shit, there goes my plan. Guess I have to improvise. <laughs> <laughs> explosions for everybody thank god uh, so he walks in knocks Loli away and then he turns to Minoli and just obliterates her upper body with his arrow just instant kill rest so, in peace is I guess yeah. Loli at this point complains that Aizen is going to get him for this and you know he just kicks her away across the room uh, but then Grinchow's like Aizen wouldn't do shit. He doesn't care about you. Like, Aizen doesn't give... One, Aizen doesn't give a shit about any of us, but especially you guys. Like, you work for... 
he barely cares about the Espada, and you work for the Espada. Like, do the math. Um, Arihime is just like, um, why are you, why are you here? <laughs> why are you helping me? <laughs> and he says, uh, oh yeah, it's payment for my left arm. <laughs> Remember when you healed me? But that's, that doesn't matter. Now that I paid back my debt, you're gonna fucking help me with something. <laughs> <laughs> and because I paid back my debt, you can't complain. So what What are you talking? Grimjow, just being weird. Grimjow, you good? <laughs> Over where the battle rages, all of the Fraction are upset that... I wrote down his name, Medazepi, the large one. That's a name! Uh, he got killed. Uh, but Zyle himself is just completely unfazed. Uriu, I, yes. I go. want to imagine that Kubo was just like, "Fuck! I ran out of Sp- vaguely Spanish-sounding names. I gotta come up with a vaguely Italian-sounding name." God. <laughs> like why? <laughs> yeah, just I'm actually surprised that he just doesn't have numbers instead because he's an experiment, right? Like. I- I'm not saying that would be better, because I do think that would be worse, but, like, I am also surprised. It would be worse, but in a way that we expect him to be worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Uryu asks if Zyle is the Espada, so he introduces himself, and Uryu's like, oh, thank god, number eight? Sweet. You're a weak piece of shit. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, He adds that he's a Quincy, which Zyle is real happy to hear. And then Uryu jumps behind him and shoots him through with an arrow, just immediately catching him by surprise. He, like, falls to his knees and is like, And then the arrow just, like, fades away to nothing. And so does Uryu's bow. And so I was like, you idiot, you absolute buffoon, you goddamn rube. (laughs) This room unmakes your abilities, too. (laughs) God. I, I... It is funny that this happens twice, and it's a little less interesting this time, but I do just kind of love seeing this little freak, like, on screen. I think he's- I think he's just a fun, awful guy. He's like, I haven't been able to get any Espada in here to do this trick on them, so I get- I'm gonna milk this as many times as possible, like- He, like, had this prank set up for, like, a year, but he's like, well, shit, nobody comes to this room. Yeah, so back in Orihime's room, Manoli wakes up remembering that, yeah, she was, like, ultra dead. She was super dead for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, Loli is in the corner of the room, and she's explaining, oh yeah, no, that was Orihime. Before leaving, Grimjow told Orihime to fix her own face, uh, because she's all, like, beat up. And instead, she runs over to the hurt Loli uses her healing shield on her, even though Loli, like, slaps her. And then she goes over to Manoli and heals her body back from the dead. <laughs> normal. Wait, which the, fir- normal. the first Iron Car girl finds, uh, fucking terrifying. Yeah. She's like, I... that girl is a monster. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I don't like any of the context that leads to this moment. I, I don't necessarily love Grimjow coming in to save Orihime just because like I think it I do think it like further pushes like Orihime not being a character as much but I do love that we get to see the extent of Orihime's powers here like going so far as to literally bring Papo back from the dead I think that is really cool yeah it's it's like the way that the the hollows are scared of her now is pretty cool yeah, I like that. It, it's good. Uh, cut back to Uryu, who is like, he's managed to make another bow, and he's shooting arrows to fight the Fraction, but they're all, like, very weak and kind of slow, and eventually his bow, like, disappears entirely. But Renji's there to save him from taking a hit, and he yells at Uryu, that he's like, okay, you're the fucking smart guy, so, you know, make a plan, find the weakness, like... And the episode ends on a fun, like, fuck yeah, let's do this moment for the both of them. It's like, hope you don't mind, like, following my plans to the letter. Like, as long as you don't fuck up, we're gonna win. You know, they're buddies. <laughs> I like having these two be being, like, a team. Yeah, no, I like seeing them work together. 
I, I'm I, one thing I will be like really positive on this season is even though the like fights haven't always been like booked the best, uh, like they're they're getting better, and like I do I am really glad we are getting to see the like characters who are normally like being put on the sidelines actually getting to do stuff. So like I'm happy about that. Yeah, like I'm glad that we're getting non Ichigo fights that are like nominally important. It it yeah. is a little bit. It still feels a bit like the side the side cast because every time Udu or Renji or Chad fight someone, I'm like, this person is never going to interact with Ichigo in any meaningful way. Um, yeah, and ostensibly their inclusion in the story could have not happened, and most of the story could have probably happened in the same way. Um, Absolutely, but it's still good to like you know flesh out our side characters and not just have them all sit in and go you could do with Ichigo. Should we help him? No, he's got this. <laughs> Ichigo just, like, being smashed through a fucking building. Just like, no, don't worry, he's got this. He's got Bankai still. <laughs> God. God. As far as the post-episode goes, Soifan is describing Yoroichi to Kione since they've never met. So she's like, okay, she's got long, tanned arms and legs with lovely muscles beautiful long hair, slanted eyes that shine like the sun, body covered in black fur, big ears, long whiskers that are always gallantly pointed towards the heavens, and if you catch her by the tail, she'll freak out and kill you. And throughout <laughs> the whole process, like, Kyoto's like, okay, long, like, tanned legs, muscles, and it's like, it looks like it's going to turn into Yuroichi as, like, each detail gets added, but then the fur and the ears bit happens, and she's like, oh no, this is a monstrous werebeast, what the fuck is happening? This thing is going to kill us. <laughs> it's a pretty good bit, I'm into this one. <laughs> God. And then, for the manga, uh, it has a bit of the same thing, where, like, because it's, uh... The way that the chapters ends, it's like one of the chapters ends when Grim Zhao shows up. Like he blows, he blows open the door to walk into the room, and that's where the chapter ends on people going, "Holy shit, it's Grim Zhao!" Uh, and then another of the chapters ends when Uryu shoots the arrow. It doesn't like it land yet. He, sh he like he jumps behind Xyloporo and he shoots the arrow, and like the chapter ends there. Ooh. I, I realized about halfway through that, that instead of going, oh, or, like, actually audibly reacting, I was just, like, nodding my head, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> this is an audio medium. I have to, I have to speak. <laughs> but, no, this sounds, this sounds good. I'm, I'm into these chapter ends. This rules. Yeah, and otherwise, the only, like, chain, the, there's, you know, there's a couple of extra shots where it's like, okay, well, while Uryu's fighting, there's a bunch of, like, extra footage while Orihime and Grimjaw are talking, they, like, flash back to the arm thing instead of just talking, like, mentioning it in the one speech bubble, that kind of stuff. Um, but one big change, or I guess two changes. One, in the manga, he just blows up the door because they don't have... That entire scene at the start of the episode doesn't happen in the manga. Like, the page, the pages that I've sent you, that's the whole thing, sequentially. So oh. it goes directly from Orihime come out and play to a page and a half of her getting, like, picked up and tossed around, and while the hollows are like, fuck you, presuming that you could be good enough for Aizen, etc, etc, etc. And then the the door blows up, and Grimjot comes in. So, you know, we don't get the parts at the start of the episode where they're, like, mad at Orihime, but we also don't get Orihime being like, if you don't have anything to do here, leave. Like, <laughs> why are you even here? Um, and I, I do actually like the parts of, uh, like, Orihime's side that we get here, even if the context around is, like, not interesting. Good. But, like, I, but yeah, we're, like, the anime is, like, well, we're putting Orihime in this terrible, in this stupid-ass situation, but at least we're gonna use it to give her some, like, extra dialogue. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, like, this is... This sounds better. Like, it still has problems, but, like, it does sound better and, like, more more well-handled in the manga overall, I think. And instead of kicking Lily to the corner of the room, uh, Grimjow tears off her leg. Oh. Well, can't have that, can we? Uh, 
Which does make it so, like, when Orihime is coming over to heal her, she, like, picks up the leg and goes over it. Loli's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, you're reattaching my entire goddamn leg. What the fuck? God. I, I'm also here seeing that... I, I don't know I don't know if you said it and I just didn't process, but I'm also, like, on the wiki page seeing in removed content that... Uh, Grimjow explicitly states that Orihime cannot be traveling with him while her face is so heavily bruised in the manga, uh, as opposed to, like, uh, you know, him just saying, like, fix your face in the anime. Yeah, he says, fix your face, you know, I don't want you to look so fucked up while you're walking. Like, people are going to assume that I'm the one beating, beating the shit out of you. Can't have that. Yeah, like, don't know how I feel about that one, but, you know... Sure, whatever. God. Bleach is a thing, ain't it? Bleach? Bleach is bleach. Bleach is bleach. God, every single time we get, like, a good fight in Bleach, like, you know, the Olkiora fight last episode, every single time I'm like, god damn it, Arc System Works, just get on this shit. (laughs) Like, make a fighting game, come on. It's what you do. Ugh, I need it. Honestly, I, I, I'd be down for either Arxis or French Bread. Like, either of them making a Bleach game, I would be down for. I know, there's probably going to be more uh, demand for one after this uh, this fall, so. Yeah, here's hoping. That would be cool. I was looking into Guilty Gear mods. Uh, like, Bleach Guilty Gear mods. And most of them are just, like, palette swaps. But uh, I am pretty hype about the Biken Kukaku palette swap, which I think is pretty cool. Like, into that one. I think that fits pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I think that about does it for this week's episodes. Uh, this has been a week, uh, for sure. But you can find the show at Bleachcast. You can find me on Twitter. I'm currently taking a break from Twitter, mostly. Like, I'll still be posting about the show or, like, when I'm streaming. But otherwise, I'm just, like taking a break from twitter but you can find me at lavender underscore pause um i also did not stream at all this last week because roofers were working on my apartment building uh and we never received notice about it so like they were just like there uh but i am going to be streaming tuesdays and fridays on twitch at around 3 p.m pst gonna be playing guilty gear and you can find me at lavender pause no underscore for the twitch and you can find me on twitter at ssbslj i always feel so bad with how long i like (laughs) draw that out i have so many things to plug but alas i hope you have a great week stay cool chads with all due respect i'm afraid there's nothing more to to observe here you want to run that by me again (laughs) or God. Third and one.
でも二人ならいつでも優しい口喧嘩は負けてばっかり毎回最後は朝に笑ったりたまにはおしゃれして出かけたりけどわがままで迷惑かけたりどんな時も見守ってくれるあんなあたりに包まれてだからあなたにもありがとう今さら照れくさいけど一人で迷い込んだトンネルも一緒なら光のこぼれ優しさがいつもね